Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So I am back with another one of my um, clients who is sharing her story with you all today. So I have Corey with me today, and she's going to introduce herself in just a moment when the episode starts. But Corey is really amazing. She's a healer herself, and I'm really excited for you all to hear her story and what she does because she is an emotion code practitioner and she explains it all in this episode. It's so fascinating. It's amazing. And she and I are about to start Akashic work together. And I'm so excited to see how her current work is going to get to meld with the Akashic work and the magic she's going to get to create so excited. But anyway, I cannot wait for y'all to listen to this episode. I'm going to let us go right into it. And thanks for being here. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So I have Corey with me today and Corey is an emotion code practitioner and we have done work together um, from 2021 into the beginning of this year. And so I wanted to share her work with you all because it's really fascinating. I want you to hear her journey. So Corey, thank you for being here. How are you today? (laughs) Hello, Shannon. I'm great. Thank you for having me. It's really nice to be able to come in and just, you know, be able to talk to you about what I do and then share our journey, you know, how I got here and how you and I have connected and where I've grown from that. That's really exciting for me to just, I've come so far and, you know, it's all led me to this moment, you know, it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of the reason I'm doing this like series on the podcast is because we all have, um, these different ways we come into the, this work and different ways that we do it. And, you know, different people that we meet that help us. And then we also meet each other and we help each other and we get to, you know, continue to grow. And so I really want to highlight more of those stories because I know that when I started down this path, I was like, who do I even look to, to understand like my journey doesn't look like that person's or like that person's or like anyone else's. And I think the more that we can talk about this is how your journey looked and this is what brought you here the more people can realize oh there's all these different paths and there's no right one right way to get to it no one right way to grow oh definitely and for sure that you are there's never you know a late moment in your life to encompass the whole spiritual journey and where your path needs to lead because you know I'm I'm 42 and I have come you know, I've always had a nice, beautiful spiritual connection, but it wasn't up until, you know, like the past five years that it's really become part of my daily life, become part of everything in which that I do and just live by, you know, it's like, you know, people just, it's, it's like code now, you know, it's like my own code that there's no right, there's no wrong. And it's definitely different than everybody else's. Absolutely. I love that. So I'm going to actually ask you to introduce yourself and your work and what you do. Um, Let's start there. Tell us about you because I want to hear it from you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my name is Corey Corteau. I'm a certified emotion code practitioner. I've been certified for about a year now. I've, I became an emotion code practitioner because I had, I had entered a course I'd entered a course and it was called like moving with your spirit guides. And I was like, yeah, well, I definitely want to get more connected with my spirit guides. And that was where I met, um, I had met a woman and she, I had just said, oh, you know, well, what do you do? 
And she had said, you know, I do this and I release trapped emotions that cause, you know, they can cause discomfort. They can cause blocks. They can cause all this stuff in people and people don't even realize that that is what is causing this. And I was like, oh, well, well, that's wild. And so I was like, well, I definitely would like to hear more about it. So I, I met up with her, you know, over over a Zoom meeting, because that's what we were doing. So, you know, I, I met up with her over a call and she just, you know, explained to me what she did. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm definitely down. I'd like to know more about it. So we did an emotion code session and we released, you know, just a bunch of different emotions and now it's wild because I did had no idea what I was signing up for, you know, and I, I, <laughs> I was just going in blindly and I was like, okay, well, let's check this out. So when she started releasing these different emotions from when I was in my teens or when I went through my divorce and then I got the age of when, you know, it was like 26 heartache, 26, you know, um, hatred and this and this that all lined up in different parts of my life that I could totally relate to. And I knew that it wasn't just, you know, she wasn't just making this up, you know, this was, these were actual things that have happened to me that had caused this whole issue, this whole becoming into who I am in, in not in a good way, you know, because I had a lot of time just spent, you know, not knowing not knowing what was going on with, you know, being over emotional and certain things, being um, just, you know, angry at sometimes, you know, overindulgence, things like that, that have just didn't make sense, you know, and like as much as you try to pull yourself out of the darkness, sometimes if you don't know sometimes the root of it or to get down into it where you can work with it, there's no coming out because you don't have your mind frame in that sense. You know, you just, you're like, oh, well, I know I'm depressed and I, but I, I really, I can't imagine why I don't know. I don't know what, and you know, you're saying, oh, well, it's this, it's this, it's this. But when I really sat down and thought about things and we started pulling these different emotions out and stuff, I was like, okay, cool. So then she said, I do heart walls. And I was like, well, what's a heart wall? So heart wall is when your body takes these trapped emotions and builds them up around your heart. You know, it like, it's, if you were to see it, my heart wall went out 35 feet from my heart, you know, out into (laughs) the, the, out into the world, you know, so that caused a huge block in communication with myself, with my family, with loving myself and being able to love the people around me in, in a proper way, you know, because when you're not thinking with your heart, your brain takes over and you know, your heart is the main part of your body that really where everything comes from, you know, and then you're just not making the right decisions. You're just, you're just going on, you know, so much anger that I had or so much anxiety or so much depression. And I wasn't living my life to the fullest. I was just, going around in this endless cycle of just, you know, it was just, it got to the point where it was just like, I, I don't know what to do for myself, but I need to do something. So when I found the emotion code and I, and I started getting, I got my heart wall cleared and I just embraced that. I was like, I have to be able to do this. There's certain things that I need to work on more with myself and with others that, you know, they probably have no idea 
that this is even possible, you know, because if, if I said to you, you know, oh, that's, you know, that's a trapped emotion from when you were 12 and it's grief from when your dog died. And you're like, yeah, right. But, you know, when we sit down and we do an emotion code session or, you know, we find the heart wall that is, you know, self-abuse, for instance, that starts when you're so young that you don't even think about, you know, I'm releasing things. Self-abuse, for example, started like when I was like five. Wow. You know, so many people have different things that they don't even think about or can't even pinpoint back to when they started, but they just add up and cause so much distress in the body and in the mind and not only, you know, emotionally, but it's just, it's just wild to think about. So I, I, she cleared my heart wall and it, it doesn't, it doesn't come back. You know, if we put a shield up in protection, it doesn't come back. So I've been two years now without a heart wall, which is really kind of something that's really cool, which means, and it doesn't mean that I won't ever, you know, feel the emotions of anger or anxiety or whatever. Again, it just means that when those things happen, it's like, oh, okay. You know, and I can deal with them in a better manner than before when I would just shut down or blow up or do something crazy to just, you know, make the feeling end. Right. Right. Wow. That's so powerful. So after that first session, then is that when you decided, okay, I need to learn how to do this and help other people? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is for me. This is what I want to do. I want to be able to help other people in this way, you know? So that was like the first part of my putting in effort for the, for my, it was, it was the, it was the first part of really, I guess, taking a a class or a course to get myself more connected spiritually. Right. And man, that's really powerful. It's so powerful when we have those moments first off where we're like, oh, okay, this is calling me. And and especially the first time that we're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to learn something. And, and then I'm also, I also want to ask you, how does the emotion code work? Like, like brief overview. What I do is I, I set, set down and I ground myself and I connect to my guides. I connect to myself. And I, I say a little, you know, I say my, my prayer, my spiritual and call in all my guides. And then I tap into the person's subconscious and I go from answering myself to answering as them, you know, and that's, that's a lot of the work I do because, because of the whole pandemic, you know, everything was shut down and it, and I didn't start on, um, in-person activity. So what I do is, you know, I can do it over the phone. I do it video, you know, video like this. And I just tap in and I, I go from who I am to the person that I'm doing the session with. And then we just answer the questions. So I get, you know, yes or no. And it's a muscle testing response. And I say, you know, I go from Corey Corteau to Shannon. And then, you know, I'm Shannon. I am Shannon. And then I'm tapped into your subconscious. And then we just ask, you know, are there any trapped emotions causing anxiety right now that, you know, dealing with the situation? Are there any trapped emotions that are blocking my weight loss in an unhealthy way? Are there, you know, trapped emotions that are um, making, and this is really cool one, 
Um, you know, my son, just for example, I'm going to get off track here, but my son was afraid of thunderstorms since he was born. Thunder, lightning, all of that. And this is, this is when I was like, I think I can help this. We did probably, he's eight now. We did probably three or four sessions with him and released trapped emotions that were contributing to his fear of thunderstorms. And he, and I'm telling you, when I say he was afraid of them, we would have to go and hide in the basement until the storm had passed. This was how terrified he was of things over the past, you know, seven years. So I did this work with him and now he just looks out the window and he's like, oh, look at that storm, mom. You know, no like, way. That, that's just like a part of a powerful transition that's so simple but that can have such an impact on somebody. You know, we no longer have to live in the basement during thunderstorms. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just really cool. Can I ask, like, what were some of the, for like example, with this example, trapped emotions that led to that fear? Like, were they from, cause like you go back through age too, right? Like where did, you know, did this come from X and Y, Z age? So like, was it from like infanthood? Was it do you go into past life? Like, did this happen? Did this come in when, when the person was born, you know? Um, yeah. So a lot of them, you know, a lot of them were for, from when he was just younger, just, you know, three, five, things like that. But it just, it's the funny thing is, is the, the tracked emotions that you're like, well, this is definitely what's contributing to this. It could be something totally different. Right. You know, for it's example, so like, random. yeah, it, it's, yeah, we need, I try to pinpoint down specifically, like, okay, so we're going to work on his fear of thunderstorms, but it could be of, you know, he could have this trapped emotion of, you know, grief that I released from when he was five because our dog had died that was contributing to that. You know, it's just certain things yeah. that build up that you wouldn't think would even have any relation to it but are what really is affecting that because you know because the energy is just blocked and you you can't move it because there's a block in there so it's just not it's not going anywhere right it like barricades the energy up almost yeah it can't flow yeah so everything is not going properly but I do I release I release trapped emotions um common trapped emotions you know which are things that maybe you can recall an instance to you know so when when your dog passed perhaps but there's also, you know, shared trapped emotions that you were with somebody and you both witnessed something and it was fear. And then, you know, you and that person share this. So when I do, when I release a shared emotion, I not only release it from you, but I release it from the person that was shared too. So that's indirect. Awesome. When I release inherited trapped emotions, which are one of my most favorite things to release, like I do sessions on myself and I go in because my parents don't want any work done, right? They're, they're yeah. older and they just, you know, they really don't understand or whatever. So I go in and I say, okay, are there any inherited trapped emotions that I can release at this time? And I will release them and they can go from myself that I've passed down to my children from, I, and I have inherited them from either my mother or father, you know, it's biological. So either my mother or father, and then they've inherited from either their mother and father who they've inherited from either their mother and father. And I've cleared things over 545 generations from my family. Wow. I've, I've cleared That's amazing. Crazy. It's just wild when you start really 
you know, doing things like that, because you're not only helping yourself and healing yourself, but you're healing your family. I stopped that, these kind of things from, um, my, from my children, passing them down to their family. You know, I've stopped things for, from my brother's grandson passing on to his generations of family. So this, it's really powerful when you start working with things like that. Like I was just going through my notes here. I've released stubbornness that I inherited from my mother. She inherited it from her father. It goes back 173 generations. Wow. And so So, when you release it, it releases it for that whole line. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And that's so cool. And that's, so like, that's the inherited. There's also preconception, which they call preconception traps emotions that come from before, you know, you're on earth when you're still in spirit. And I don't know where those come from, but I've been moving around with past life trapped emotions, just experimenting with myself. So I've released a couple things for myself in the past few weeks that have been um, uh, like 17th century, you know, 10th century, uh, you know, things like that. And then I ask, was I male or female? You know, was it from a male or female? And I've gotten, I've gotten responses that are, that are just amazing in that, that match up because I released, you know, like a, a stubbornness from, I don't have my note, but you know, a stubbornness from, um, 10th century. And then I released a frustration from 10th century. And it's the, you know, it just makes sense on the same level when I ask, you know, was it, was it female origin? Yes. Was this female origin? Yes. So it's just kind of putting all the pieces together as to, who I've been, where I've come from and just releasing it all. It's, it's mind blowing to me. It's amazing. That is incredible. So this is, this is almost off topic, but like, I'm just saying anyway, so I'm listening to this and I'm understanding like in such a different way. Cause I kind of had an understanding of what emotion code was, but now I'm like, okay, I really get it. And, um, for everyone listening, um, Corey and I are starting, work with the Akashic records. So Corey can bring that into her work, the work I do in the, in the records and like the healing there. And so I'm like listening to you and I'm thinking, oh my God, this is going to be so cool for you to combine emotion code and releasing in that way with the quantum work and the records and like, holy crap, how amazing is that going to be? Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm having a moment of, of, wow, this is going to be so cool. I'm so excited to see that. Yeah, I feel the same way because I'm so excited to to bring it all together and to just really see how it all lines up and connects, you know, because we've done, we've done past lives work together and I need to go back and see from the past life experience that we've released together, what trapped emotions were connected to that time frame. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wild to dive into that when we start working again to see how, how that all connects, but this it's, it's amazing, you know, and, and a lot of people don't understand or even think, you know, what, what a difference this could make, but I've seen this make such a difference with, um, not only, you know, with my son, with myself, with my daughter who, you know, is a, is a preteen right now and is having all sorts of anxiety and anger, like they all do in whatever and just to be able to release that and to be able to have conversations in 
not have them be so angry because, you know, I can go in and release those, you know, and I, I do everything with permission, obviously, you know, every, every adult 18 and up, I need their permission. I just don't go in and do work because it doesn't work that way. You know, People it's unethical. It. Like if they don't yeah. want it, they'll just be like, they're going to, they're just going to toss it away. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But you know, for children 17 and under with a guardian's permission to be able to go in and release things and just watch how it's changed them. You know, I've done work with, with other clients um, for their children and they're like, you know, they have a problem accepting their, their sexuality and who they are. And just to release those trapped emotions that are contributing to their self-acceptance on that level. It's, it's powerful. It's so amazing to just, to see and to hear from the parents that, you know, this did help them. This is, you know, and it's just, it's, it's amazing to me. And I, I'm really so glad that I did this. I took this part of my journey, you know, and, and added this to my ability to just, to be able to help people. Absolutely. It sounds incredible. And I'm thinking too, cause I, I know that you, you've said before to me that like you really like working with children. Like it's really rewarding to get to see, like hear the shifts that children can receive. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking about, wow, how, how, I mean, this is so powerful regardless, but then I'm thinking of even, even myself, you know, I'm sure most of us do is when we listen to like someone talking about work like this, we're like, wow, thinking back along our, our own journey. And I'm like, wow, if I had had that available to me, like for my parents had it available when I was a kid, how much things could have been different because our emotions are, um, usually what like fester in the body and lead to different dis-ease, different like disconnection or, um, inability to, you know, connect. Or also I'm thinking of like, attachment styles and relationship. And those are things that usually come from emotional, um, upheaval in, in childhood. And so if, if we could actually work on that, if more and more kids could actually like work with that and be able to have those things released when they're young, then they don't have to get into their twenties, thirties, forties, et cetera. And then all of a sudden go, wow, I don't know how to process my emotions. I'm yeah. still hung up on my dog dying when I was a kid, you know, I'm still hung up on the XYZ that happened. Yeah. This is powerful. Right. Right. I mean, and we're all going to experience all sorts of emotions and that's, you know, and that helps us deal with life and situation. But when you can't process the over, that's what it is. It's the, it's just the extra, you know, you can process so much, but it's the whole extra that your body can't process and it just stuffs it down. That's when the turmoil happens. That's when the blocks come. That's when the unhealthy patterns and situations start to really play into life when you can't process this. So then it's every time you get angry, you get over angry, you know, or every time you're depressed, you go into overdrive and you know, it's like, you can't pull yourself out from things. And it's just, I mean, we've all been there and we've all had experiences that help to shift and mold us into who we are, but on a healthy level, if we can release those that we no longer need, you know, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's like the heart wall. When you build up the heart wall, it's the heart wall is the heart is protecting you from certain things. And that's awesome because, you know, in some instances we need that protection, but when you no longer need that protection, that's when the turmoil happens. That's when the 
everything just starts to, the communication shuts down, you know, the, the self-loathing really kicks in, you know, and that's what I see a lot of is self-abuse. Cause I say, you know, I need a big one here. Give me a big one that will really help this process that we're looking for. And so many times self-abuse comes up for that people. Is sad, but also it's not surprising when I think about the world we live in. Does it start for most people in childhood or like, is there a pattern to it? There's a lot. There's an awful lot that starts in childhood that you, you know, that you wouldn't think, but it's, it's, you know, somebody telling you that, you know, making fun of you or something at school and you don't think about, you know, and then you just like, oh, whatever. But then you go home and you're like, well, maybe I am stupid or I am stupid or, you know, I don't, I don't look like them. So I'm ugly or I don't fit in or whatever that's when it all starts to think. And then you start to believe that, you know, and that then you like make it part of your identity and it's not even intentional, but you just do. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's wild to, to see everything just match up and, and, you know, come out of things. Like I released the, here's a heart. Well, I did heart well on my son who's eight in, you know, low self-esteem, unworthy, um, you know, uh, blaming, depression, panic, self-abuse, just all these different things that you're, and you just feel bad. You really just, your heart aches because this is an eight-year-old, you know, and and it's just, it's, it's so sad to, to see that had I not done this work, he'd be carrying those on for the rest of his life. Right. Right. Unless or until he got to a point where he was like, oh, I need to look at this, but like so many people don't get there. Right. So two thoughts in my mind, which one is how amazing for your children that they get to grow up with you being able to help them with this, like what a gift. And the other thing I'm thinking is how amazing this is in general. And especially that you can use it with children because like something with the work I do with like the Akashic work and the shamanic and the soul retrievals and all of that is like, I really don't think, I, I don't feel like I can do that with children because it's going into such a deep, like intimate part of the soul that as much as I, you know, want to be able to do that, like they they can't really comprehend it. Like maybe older teenagers. Yes. But like, like young children, I can't really do it. They can't comprehend what's, they can't comprehend it. So they can't integrate it. And it's not like ethical, like it doesn't work. Right. But this is such a beautiful thing that you can use with children. Like they don't have to have deep, deep understanding. Um, I don't even know if you like, do you tell like when you, when you work with your children, for example, do you tell them what you released or do you just, Oh, I do. I do. And I show them, you know, if I do a session without, without them, you know, without telling them first and I'll do a session and I'll be like, listen, this is just what I just released from you. And my daughter will be like, okay, what's this from? What, who was involved, you know, cause you can, you can kind of get a general idea of, you know, so she's like, is this from at school? Is this from this person is this, you know, have a male origin is this have a connection like that. And I can tell them and it totally makes sense to her. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's really, it's a really a great tool to have. Like I said, to just be able to, to help them through this is, is, you know, (laughs) I really do feel like I'm doing the the right thing, you know, because I, I mean, I tell them and they, they know about the work I do and they, sometimes my son will come in and he'll be like, I'm really sensitive today. Can you give me a session? You know what I'm like? Yeah, that's okay, buddy. You know, that's all right. They're really learning to be super emotionally literate too. Like that's 
amazing. <laughs> uh, as their mother, you know, I'm doing it for the good of all of us, I feel like. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. That is so powerful. Do you have any other modalities that you bring in with the emotion code right now? Or is this like the main thing that you are working with? Um, you said like heart walls, you said a few, you know, at the beginning of the episode, like once you clear it, you can put in protection and such, and then it doesn't come back. So like, how do you, is that like intention? Are you going in with specific energy to put in that protection? Um, for example, that kind of thing, how do you do that? Right. So I call, I, you know, I call in my guides and I call in the guides of the person I'm working with and I call in source energy and I, you know, I go from there and then I'm, as I'm in there, I say, you know, what, what do you want? What, what do you want for protection? And the, the, the cool thing is, is that it's always unique to that person. Like I have, a, um, um, like when I, when I did, you know, when I, I did my daughters, it was water. She wanted water and she wanted a fast flowing river of water. And like, she loves, she loves going in the water and stuff like that. So that to her, the rapidness and the things like that to her makes sense when I did. Um, and then I ask for, you know, what kind of words do you want wrapped around that? If, you know, if you want, do you want, so I start out and I say, do you want an element of the earth? And then we'll go from there, you know, and then I say, okay, if it's not an element of the earth, is it um, a plant? So then I did one in for a, a woman that's in Florida and she wanted this certain kind of plant that was, you know, native to Florida. When I did a cousin of mine from Arizona, he wanted cactus. He wanted cactus for his, you know, his form of protection with all these different types of words wrapped around it. You know, and some people really want a lot of things, but I, I go in there and as I'm, as I'm in, you know, their subconscious, I ask them, what do they want? And it's always unique to the person. It's always specific to what they need, you know, and for somebody that was like, you know, um, taken for granted or, you know, things like that. And, you know, had been on a level of some sort of abuse, abuse, you know, they want, they, sometimes they want like a really strong protection, you know, they, I've done like a tourmaline protection, you know, so they want tourmaline to encase their heart, um, with barbed wire, but like, you can't come in here, barbed wire, not like the good kind, like you're not coming in here. I'm protected against the negative that's coming at me, but yeah. also surrounded by words of love, supportive. Um, for example, um, oh, I can't even think right now, just um, loved, um, worthy things like that, that they didn't get in before that they just let themselves get tore down into. But now the words of the love support worthy, um, over, over, you know, the overjoyed of comp that that's what's encompassing their heart. Now that's protecting their heart, not anything, you know, <laughs> medieval, you know, like that, but just like really, words of love, words of buildup, things like that, courage, things that are relative to who they are. So I, I call in the guides and I do a support and, and we shield in a heart and put the protection up. 
And I've done, I've done many, I've done many heart walls because I, I love doing the heart wall work as well, because that really, that really lets people connect into different, a different level again of who they are and who they want to be like before all of these things have, have, you know, they say things don't happen to us. They happen for us, but sometimes things happen to us, you know, like a heartbreak or things like that. Those things do happen. So before the heartache happened, before this, you know, they're back to who they were and, and can really move forward on a new level of themselves, but in a more positive way. Yeah. That makes sense. And I, I actually want to take a moment with like things happen to us versus happen for us. Like, because sometimes I'm really glad you brought that up actually. And this is a bit of a tangent, but, um, we do get, I think in the spiritual like community and like healing, we kind of get, it can get toxic where we can get too far into it's all happening for you. And like, on, on one level, it is a bit of a paradox on one level, everything is happening for us to an extent. Like we're learning from it. We do learn from what happens for us. It happens to us, but then also like really terrible things. Yeah. Technically you might be able to argue that they happen for you, but like that doesn't necessarily help the healing process. Like sometimes it does, you need to acknowledge like this did happen to you. And this is, you know, a really un- un- unfair or un- like fortunate thing that happened and we can work with that as this is what happened to you. And we don't have to necessarily like immediately bring it and reframe it into what happened for you. Like we can get to that, but like, sometimes it doesn't need, it needs to start as acknowledging it. Yeah. This body to the body, to the emotions, to the heart, like this happened to you. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. You have to, you have to encompass and deal with that. It did happen. And how are you going to grow from that? Right. But it's not like, oh, this happened for me because, you know, my dog died and I, this happened because, you know, I, no, no, this happened and you need to deal with the emotions that have happened and that you're dealing with from that. And then you move forward for the rest of it. You know, exactly. you're never going to erase the things that have happened to us. And those all made us who we are and got us to the next level of, of where we are, but they still, you know, they still sucked some of them, you know, we have to acknowledge it. Like it's true. It did. It sucked. <laughs> absolutely. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for, for everyone who's listening to like on the topic of, you know, spiritual, making spiritual practices part of your life. I know you said it's been about five years or so since you really like started to connect back into, you know, I want this to be part of my life, even though you've been connected your whole life. What are your, um, big things that you do, you know, on a daily or weekly basis that are like your spiritual practice that really help you feel connected into who you are. So I, <laughs> I, I talk to my, I talk to my guides, you know, every in the morning I, I sit down and I, 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 I wake up every morning and I, I'm thankful for the day. You know, I say, thank you for the day. Thank you for getting, you know, and I, I smile when I go to bed at night and I, I mean, you know, thank you for my day. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that, you know, it brought me here and let's hope we can get up and do it again tomorrow. Um, I do a bunch of different connecting meditations, whether I listen to something that somebody else, you know, has recorded for me or whether I just sit in my own time and, clear my head as much as possible. 
and just let the messages come in if I need to. Um, I do a lot of when I, when I want to just connect, I do the water session. I go in and I just, I take, you know, I tell whether I take a bath or I take a shower and I just connect to water. I am in my shower. And if you would come in and if you, if I was speaking out loud, I would be like, you would hear me say, thank you for cleansing my body. Thank you for removing toxicity from me. Thank you for removing disease. Thank you for connecting me, you know, on a higher level. And I, I let, I connect to my higher self that way. It's just, you would think that I was just whacked if you were to come in and come into my head and just hear how many times a day I'm connecting to like everything around me. I'm talking to animals. I'm talking to, you know, (laughs) birds out there. I'm like, you know, thank you for visiting me today, you know, and just being able to do those sort of things with meditation or with my, you know, my animal guides and things like that, just, just connecting. You would think that I have lost it, but it's, it's become a part of my daily life that it's so, it's so freeing. It's so awesome to just be able to, you know, and go out and just put my feet on the ground and just, you know, just say thank you and, you know, not connect into mother earth, but to like you, like you have taught so many to connect to the grid and to like hug a tree and to feel the energy of the tree, you know, and to connect with animals in the world around you, because it's all of this, you know, and I, I carry crystals every day and I carry them with intention and, you know, for my, for my part-time job, I work with, I work with plants. I'm a florist. So I put in, when I'm making an arrangement for a birthday, you know, I'm putting the intention in there of, you know, happiness and love. And, you know, even when I do the sympathy um, arrangements, I'm putting in love and the sympathy arrangements and condolences and things like that. Just everything, everything with intention I do. And I try to bring it into my daily life. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is, I have like tingles and chills hearing that. Cause that's exactly, but that's how we should all, all be living. Like it's it. And that sounds like a lot. I think sometimes to people on, if they are, if they're not like familiar with doing this work yet and it's like that you know you're starting it's like wow it sounds like a lot of stuff to be doing every day but like it's really not you just walk through the day like that yeah I'm like I don't I mean I can speak only for myself but I'm like half the matter even realize I'm doing it I'm just like putting my hand on a tree and being like oh hey you know or like (laughs) birds and noticing that they are really present and sharing their wisdom you know and we don't even we can do all this and not even be aware of it when it becomes it just becomes habit it's just like this is how we live because we're connected to being here yeah or you know and or sending you know instead of sending a message to my friend because I know they're busy or whatever I'm just I just send love good energy and you know to their higher self and you know and then later in the day I'll be like I said love and whatever to yourself you know tap into it when necessary you know just It's like, it's like a little, it's like a little love gram, you know, access it when you need it and pull it down because it's, it's, it's going to be there. It's so funny because a close friend of mine and I, we like all the time, we're like, oh, got a hug for you, like in the, in the ethers. And if you need it, just connect in and there you go. And it's like, but and that, that sounds almost, that sounds kind of crazy too, right? Where it's like people, people might think to hear that and be like, that sounds wild. Like, what are you talking about? But it really works. It's like, you can feel it when you, it's all about our intention and we, everything's energy. And like, 
we yeah. can do whatever we want and tap into whatever we want. We just have to be open to it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. And I'm so glad to, you know, that I've, that I've embraced all of, all of it. You know, it's just, it's, and there's only so, you know, there's, there's more to come. There's more, <laughs> there's more energy to be had on a positive level and to be able to expand and grow and to share all these different things, you know, not, not only like the emotion code, but on my next level of things. And, you know, when I tap in and I do the emotion code and we're in there, you know, I'll draw a couple cards sometimes as, as the person where my girlfriend texted me the other day and she said, you know, can you do a reading for me? And I said, well, do I have permission? And she said, yeah, you know, so I tap into her as her and we're pulling cards out for her. And it's amazing how relatable they are when yeah. you, <laughs> when, you know, when you're tapped in and you're pulling for the other person, you're like, oh, this is really kind of cool. You know, <laughs> it's neat. Absolutely. Oh my God. It's incredible. It's incredible. What about um, crystals? Because I know that's a big part of like, I know you love using them. You mentioned them. Um, do you have like a favorite way that you work with crystals or a favorite crystal that you carry around that's like your go-to um, every day? So I'm always surrounded by, I'm always surrounded by um, the black, black tourmaline, black onyx, you know, all of that I call in and I use that for protection. Um, I travel with a lot of amethyst. I like to use Jasper for mm -hmm. different instances. You know, I use the, um, they call it poppy or brocade, bro brocaded Jasper, the red kind to, um, keep myself grounded. If I know, um, I, <laughs> I'm wild with my crystals. I sleep with selenite every night and that helps to connect me and keep me to where I'm going to, and like, and I used to sleep with this big, you know, like this 12 inch bar. <laughs> <laughs> of Roth selenite. And if I, I downgraded a little bit to my little wand, but I still, you know, I, I love having selenite with me and on me. That's just, you know, it's the cleanser of, it's a cleanser of all crystals. It can um, just keep me in, in check. You know, I, I lay it on me and I just, I take a couple of deep breaths and I pull it up through my chakras and help clear out my chakras in that level. I do, um, I, I, I love my crystals. <laughs> I love to be able to, you know, to work with them. And when people ask me, Hey, what, what's, what's good for this? What's good for this? You know, to be able to say, you know, well, this works for me or I like this. Like right now I'm, I have a huge, um, lapis lazuli. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, it's lazulite. I was huge for, um, <laughs> Or, you know, connection for what I'm thinking. Cause I'm, I'm obviously I'm taking more courses. So to help me focus and things like that, I have a fluorite tower that, you know, is near me <laughs> on my desk. Oh. I, um, I made a really cool lapis and, um, rhodonite bracelet that, and I put this on when I do my sessions, Yeah, you know, cause that's, that's the, the truth with the lapis and the connection. Yeah. When I do my, when I do my emotion code and heart codes, I wear a, um, golden tecatite that I ordered. Yeah. It's really cool. It's uh, actually, it's Liberian. And I, so I put this on and I tuck it in and I just wear it when I do my sessions. And that helps me to connect deeper to, um, cause I, <laughs> when we've worked together and when I've done some other work, you know, I am of Syrian, I am of, um, Metakin. So I like to connect and use the crystals that help me <laughs> to connect with the bigger universe in which I come from. 
So I'm wild when it comes to crystals. I, I really, I have so much belief that they get me little, you know, little, little points in my day in what to use and what to pull out and things like that. I send them to school with my kids, <laughs> you know, or like my daughter's got period cramps and she's like, do you have that green stone? And I'm like, yep, here's your malachite, you know, and she'll take that. And I'm always like, always speak your intention into your crystal because it hears you. And then, you know, you need to tell it what you want it to help you with. So I'm like, please help her, please help her cramps, make her not so irritable today, you know, <laughs> and as I hand the malachite over things like that. I'm just, I'm wild. And some days, you know, I'm drawn to certain ones. I have this huge chunk of green calcite. And for some reason last week, I just felt like I needed to have it in my pocket. So I put this giant chunk in my pocket as I work all day, but it was great because it helped me just like stay in my little bubble and, and, you know, do what I needed to do all day. So I am a nut when it comes to crystals like that. I mean, they're so powerful. And I'm, I'm listening to them like, yeah, I, I connect with that. I'm like, I have... I have specific crystals I wear every day. I have like my tourmaline and um, hematite and different like ones I always wear every day because it's like my protection and my grounding. And I, I use lapis too. Like that's one of my Akashic stones is I always have a, my little lapis in my hand if I'm in the records. And so nice. that's, um, it's really cool because I use them too in, in similar ways. But when we really get into them and we like listen to them and know what they're doing for us, oh my God, there's so much that crystals can help with. Yeah. And I do. It's funny. Remember, we were, talking, we were just talking about like the part of the rituals and things like I do. I have a roller and I draw a heart with oils on my throat chakra every day. I draw my, I draw my throat chakra and then I draw, I draw algae, um, algae on my arms, you know, with my oil. I do that for protection. And I'm, I'm so, I'm so wild that like I've taught my children to do that. So at night they, they'll take and draw an algae's on themselves. I said, anywhere on your body, I don't care. Just, you know, the stuff they draw the algae's okay. on their arm for protection at night, you know, and I call them the protection for all us when we sleep and things like that. So it just becomes a, it's just becomes like, this is the way I live. This is <laughs> right. It's just part of your life. Yeah. Just exactly. Uh, I love that. That's exactly like part of my point. And like, let's talk about this is because it is part of your life. And so I, I really hope for those who are listening to this, that is inspiring because it does get to just be this effortless, like, this is how I live. This is how my life is. And yeah, it's fun and it's easy and I can do it this way. I can live this way. You know, every once in a while, I'll take a sip of water. Thank you for cleansing my body. You know, thank you for keeping me hydrated. That's just, (laughs) it's all the energy. It's all in the work hundred percent. And it doesn't have to be work. You know, it doesn't have to be like, Oh, nine o'clock. I got to do this nine 15. I must do this. It just, you just get in a flow and it just, it just comes. Exactly. Right. It's not, it's not work once it's just life. It's just, this yeah. I do and it's easy and it's fun and I feel better. And so I know I want to do it because it's good, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause I think when we start a lot of times it does feel like work, like I need to do this and that and this and that, cause we're trying to make a new habit of it and connect to it. But then yeah. once there, it's not work because work, work is something that takes effort. And like, this doesn't take effort. It's just, it's living yeah. on a lined way. Yeah. Even adding oils to the diffuser, you know, frankincense. Okay. Uh, connection. And then I put in cedarwood protection. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just all the little, all the little things and, and just, like you would do for anything else. 
when you're making a recipe, you know, and, you know, stirring clockwise, putting in love in the pancakes, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I love all the different ways that you're, you're giving us ideas of here's ways you can add in the intention and the energies. (laughs) Do it here with your pancakes, make your coffee like this, turn on your shower and put on the intention of I'm cleansing. I mean, there's just, there's so many ways, every single action that we take can be full of intention. I think it would be wild to me now if I just went back to just the old ways, I guess, you know, and I didn't turn on the water and get in there and be like, oh, thank you for cleansing my body, you know, or just, it would just feel weird at this point, you know, like almost guilty, like thank the damn water, you know, (laughs) it's here. It's doing a job for me. It's helping me. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh, this has been such an incredible conversation. Thank you so much for sharing with us all of this. Um, and as we, as we like wrap up, I had a couple of questions that came to, to mind where one, when we did the womb clearing ceremony, however many months ago that was after listening to you talk about the emotion code if you remember, did you, did you have emotions that came up after that, that you were like, Oh, I'm going to go clear this. It's like, did you go after and go, Oh, here's some emotion that's coming up. I'm going to clear it with the emotion code. Yeah. The, the wound clearing was what we did was really powerful. Those were things that we, we released and we checked out things that I had been carrying, you know, since college, you know, to, to, to get a little personal, you know, those are things that you know, I, I, you know, I put myself in some different situations, you know, that perhaps I'm not proud of and, you know, whatever, but to really look back and to analyze. And when we cleared those to accept Mm -hmm. myself and for, you know, okay, I, I had, you know, I had a few partners, I had a few or however many, whatever I did in that aspect to be able to clear that and to accept myself for that and be able to look at myself now really it's really of acceptance it's really comes down to accepting myself for the decisions i've made and for accepting myself to move forward and forgive myself in that aspect of the womb clearing you know in in just to grow from all all of that 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 womb clearing was really powerful and i didn't think of it powerful at the time, you know, because you're in the moment and you're doing the womb clearing and, you know, if anybody's done it before, you know, the, the, the questions are coming up and the situations are coming up and you're really trying to figure out where, what, how, you know, things like that. But looking back on that, that that's one of the best decisions I made was to do that session because as much as it was, I don't know, not not painful, but a little uneasy to think about those situations again. Yeah. It's such a release. It's, it's a much needed release that you don't even know that you need, but like, you know, you're torturing yourself to, you know, I was torturing myself to a point about certain things that now I just look back and can accept where I've come from. And, and now I've grown from it. And, 
you know, the anger that was there and the self-abuse that was there in all of these different things that have come up that, that we released together in that, yes, I've gone and done extra work on that to be more accepting and stuff of myself. That was, that was really, that was really a powerful experience for me. The, the womb clearing, the master classes, the journey in, and the journey to the cervix and those things, those are things, those are great tools to have to go back and to do, you know, by myself and to just dig a little deeper and come a little farther in, yeah. in, in my, you know, because you always say healing, it happens in layers, you know, and just when you think you've done enough on one thing, you know, something perhaps comes right back up again. So that, that wound clearing, I, I can't say enough how, how awesome that was and how, you know, it's like the elephant in the room that you, you might not want to address at the time, but when you do and you sit back and you work through it, it's, it's so powerful. It's, it's yeah. really powerful. Like I, I can tell, I suggest that to everyone because I can't tell you how many, how I am on a different level with myself after doing that. Wow. That's incredible to hear. Thank you for sharing that. Man, I, <laughs> it's something that I, I recommend to so many because that's, it's something that it takes you on a, it's a different, it's a different level of confronting and um, addressing, you know, that you wouldn't do on a, just a regular mental level. Right. Well, you can, I think in so many ways, like at least my experience with it too, is like, I, I, I can't, can't process in a completely like clear mental state, the things you can, when we go into the journey space, because the mind's too present. Yeah. So we can't like, there are things that we can't process when the mind's present because we're just, the mind wants to keep us safe and we can't, we can't go in and really let it go. Yeah. So yeah. that was, that was really awesome to do that. That's amazing. And, and really amazing too, that you have the tools where you were able to, you know, if something came up as you were integrating, go do even extra releasing to like help the body and the mind really, really feel good with it. Yeah. That, so I, I highly recommend you, your womb clearing sessions, the whole package, because it's, it's something that's like, it's something that, that you may not want to address, you know, as right. you know, at all, you know, that might, that's like the, the no, no, or the, you know, I don't want to revisit that because there was a lot of stuff that, you know, I've tried to block out or whatever mm. in, in not in a bad way, you know, not that it was all, it was all traumatic, but it's, it's definitely brought me to a healthier relationship with myself and my sexuality and acceptance in loving myself on a different level that we couldn't have, I couldn't have gotten to without that. So glad to hear that. That's incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, you're welcome. Thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, as we, as we close again, thank you so much for being here. Do you have any last like, um, thoughts or recommendations to people. Like if someone's listened to this and they're like, okay, I want to, um, I'm really inspired by Corey's journey. And like, I want to 
find one easy way to like live a, a more spiritual life and just make it easy? Like, what would be your recommendation to somebody if they were like, what's one thing I could do to start? Like I'm brand new to this. I don't know. But like, what would you say to somebody? Start in the shower, <laughs> start with the water. Water will cleanse you water. Uh, that's I'm a Pisces. So I'm, I'm water team all the way, you know, but the, the connection, the connection with the, the water with calling in the elements, calling in the fire to, to, you know, reignite your passion, your fire inside, calling in the water to cleanse you, you know, calling in earth to ground you in, in just be in who you are and the journey in that and with air to just take you on the next, take me to the next place I need to be, you know, the embodying the in the course you know embodying all of the elements with yourself start small start with going outside for a walk and and you know acknowledging the tree or the the air that's blowing through you put your arms up and let the wind blow through you and just say please take anything from me that is no longer serving me you know when you're in the shower cleanse me of anything that's no longer serving me thank you for cleansing my body. Thank you for hydrating me. Thank you for removing. Thank you for connecting, you know, just the, just the gratitude and in any little thing, you know, that's, that's what I suggest. Just start small and start with gratitude and intention and you will just begin just to flow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's so much. Great advice. Everyone definitely take that because I, I mean, that's why I start. That's why like my work, I start with, with the elements, like you just described, because as you just said, like, that's the easiest, simplest way to be like, all right, I am part of everything. Amazing. I can do that. I can be that. I can embrace it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, Corey, um, last question, where can people find you? And I'll have this all in the show notes too, so they can connect with you, but what are the easiest platforms or website or whatever for people to connect with you and your work? Um, you can shoot me an email at owning you vibe.com. That's um, um, I'm sorry. Owning your vibe at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I am Corey Corteau or owning your vibe there. Um, I have a really cool little private group. I do sessions in um, I've been doing them on Sundays and just, you know, being able to show the emotion code, show what I do, show how it connects with my life and the things like that. I'm going to, um, I, I had to take a little break <laughs> for the florist season of the holidays, but to be able to, you know, find me there. And if you're, you want to see, or you want to have a call, you can also find me on heal.me backslash Coco, C-O-C-O. And just, you know, have a look and see if what I'm doing is something that you want to give a shot, you know, give a shot. Amazing. I'll have all that for everyone to be able to go right to that. And thank you again for being here. This has been such a good conversation. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. Yeah, thank you. I enjoyed this immensely. Thanks, Shannon. It's been great. All right. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. I hope that you get some really valuable insight from this conversation that it helps you in some way or maybe gives you some ideas about 
what you want to do yourself or the next part of your journey. All of Corey's details, how you can contact her, are in the show notes. She is incredible. And I just want to let you know, on my end, I do have a new course out this week. It's called Embodying Prosperity. And it it is shamanic and akashic techniques to increase your abundance container and work through any money abundance shadows you have. It is created specifically because we all need to generally be doing some pretty consistent work on our abundance money containers. It's not like a one and done thing. And these are the tools I have found to be so deeply helpful for myself and for others. And I wanted to have them in this space, in this course where you can invest in it. It's super cheap. It's $88 and you can use these tools like over and over and over again. My recommendation is once a month. So we'll have that for you in the show notes for you to sign up. And also I want to let you know that it is feeling very, very clear, increasingly clear with these eclipses that all sessions are likely going to be done away with, like retired by the end of the month, except for mentorship containers um, and heal. So if you have been wanting to do an Akashic session or the Akashic package or shamanic package or the womb clearing work without doing a full mentorship, this is likely your last time to get in on that before those options are gone. So also those will be in the show notes for you. I want to let you know that because the guidance is just coming in very strongly that that is what needs to happen so I can best serve and move into the shifts that are really taking place behind the scenes. So if you are interested in doing any of that work and you're not ready to do mentorship or the apprenticeship, then that is for you. This is your your kind of warning, I guess. <laughs> It sounds so um, ominous, and I don't mean it that way. It's just kind of your heads up, there we go, that those are going to be phased out most likely at the end of this month. So, all right, that's all I have for you today. Thanks for being here with this podcast and with this episode. Again, hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back next week with an amazing episode.